0: There's little respect today for the unknown and the unseen. The information age, Western plausibility structure, and the self-help era have stolen women's ability to be comfortable with no answer. What if instead of needing everything to fit into a tidy psychological, philosophical, or spiritual system before we moved forward, we waded into the warm waters of the awesomeness and unfathomable nature of God, love, and life? What if we embraced the unknown in God and the unseen Jesus without having to have an answer to every question? After all, we're not the ones in charge here. What a great and tragic loss for our souls when we try to reduce these things of wonder into simple sound bites and easy answers. I, for one, give up the need to put the pieces together, and instead I say, Oh, great mystery alive in me, how I love thee. Hey there, I'm Rebecca, national speaker and professional life coach. Welcome to the Confidence Coach Podcast. Here, I help you simplify your personal, spiritual and professional development by focusing on the one thing that changes everything confidence. In these episodes, I will help you steadily deepen your trust in God and your own abilities because the world needs a more confident you. If you're tired of wasting time, settle in for these short but powerful episodes. Let's get growing for your good and God's glory. Hey guys, welcome to the episode. Quick welcome to all of my growth group listeners, to any new listeners, um, people who know me or have seen me speak. It is 4th of July weekend. I hope you guys have some fun plans this weekend. I'm recording this on a Saturday morning before I go hang out with my fiance, which is still a little weird to say, but it is getting easier. (laughs) Um... And then family tonight, church tomorrow, family tomorrow night, all the good stuff. I hope you guys have fun plans this weekend. So today on this episode, I'm going to do what I often do, which is talk to you guys about what I'm learning, what God is doing in my heart, and what I'm seeing in my coaching clients. So as always, putting some pieces together here to help you guys move truth from your head to your heart, because I believe it is the truth that sets us free. I believe it is the truth that when... Internalized when right doctrine and right theology are internalized, you know, felt understood, accepted in the marrow of our bones, a lot of things in our life auto correct. So I say this often um, when I'm coaching and also probably on this podcast. Today, we tend to trust information more than anything else. And we as women are living in a day and age where We have a book or a podcast or a counselor or a therapist or a diet or a meal plan or some food that maybe we're allergic to or a coach to solve every problem, to calm every fear, to get us everything we want, basically to have the perfect life. So it's a weird, weird world that we live in um where i just look around and i see a lot of people who are first of all believing that perfection or the perfect life or them being perfect is possible which is a big fat lie and second that if they just work hard enough, learn enough, get the right information, then they can attain that perfection within themselves or within their life. This creates a lot of um suffering for for women. It creates a lot of living in the future and inability to be present, a lot of wondering why they don't measure up, a lot of dissatisfaction in their own life, a giant lack of contentment. Okay, And so a lot of what I do in coaching and, and prayerfully what I'm doing here in the podcast and when I'm speaking and all of that is bringing women out of that world, out of that mindset and helping them become just more present, more content And more trusting of God and what God has equipped them with, just naturally equipped them with, the way they were born, created in the image of God, instead of trusting more information or their own ability to kind of hold everything together or piece everything together. So in light of that, just for a second, you know, take a moment and kind of think about who you are and where you fall on that spectrum. Do you trust information or do you trust God? (laughs) Do you trust your, do you feel pressure to hold everything together and to make this life, you know, to do everything right in order to make this life, everything it can be, or your relationships or your business or your parenting or whatever, or have you transferred that pressure, that yoke? to God, which which in essence means trusting him, right? Which is not a one-time deal. (laughs) This is like all day, every day. We transfer that pressure. We transfer that fear. We transfer that almost obsessive need to do it ourselves or control to God. And we take that deep breath and we feel that burden shift from us to him and we walk away. So let me ask you, how often are you doing that? Kind of, what kind of life are you living? Are you trusting information to fix everything? Are you trusting God? So over the last, um, you know, six, seven months here, I've been falling in love, as many of you know. And I finally got to a point right before I got engaged. And then again, right after, and kind of all along the way, actually, where I was asking God a lot of questions, you know, why now I'm 38 years old? Are you kidding me? Like, why now? What? I don't understand. I don't understand how I'm supposed to just embrace this good gift and not be afraid of losing it. I don't understand exactly how I'm supposed to just walk down the aisle and pledge my whole life to somebody when I you know, there's, even if you know a person well and trust them and trust their relationship with God, it's still an act of faith, an act of trust to get married. Um, and I wanted to understand him completely and understand it all before I moved forward. And then God really started to show me that that's not necessary. It's not realistic. And that there was no way that I was going to have all my questions answered before I could move forward in love. All my fears relieved. Now, again, let me just clearly state that I said yes to this man because I know that he loves God. um, as much as I do, I trust his relationship with God and I trust that God is in this. Um, so I have assurance, but We all have assurance from the word of God that God is in control, that God is for us and not against us, that Jesus was perfect for us, that we don't have to earn our salvation, that we don't have to prove our worth. And yet most women, a lot of women that I encounter still don't trust that. Okay. That, that which has been given to them is Is not enough, quote unquote, and they're still demanding more specific answers, more specific explanation, more specific revelations about how their future is going to go instead of trusting what we do know and kind of embracing the mystery of what we don't. So at the beginning of this episode, that thing that I read is something I wrote in my journal probably a week or two ago. I posted it on Instagram and It's very real. It's very, very real that there is little respect today for the unseen and the unknown and that it's very hard for us as human beings in general to trust mystery, (laughs) like to to trust um, the unknown, to move forward without all of our questions answered. And yet this is what the word of God asks us to do. It's kind of the definition of faith. It's all over the Old Testament and the New Testament as almost every biblical character's life experience, you know, running up against, uh, why aren't you acting God? Okay, wait, how, how does salvation work? What, why do you love me? Um, how do men and women become one in marriage? How does this, how is this the picture of Christ in the church? How, what about heaven? Okay, if you read the word of God, first of all, it reveals a lot to us so that we're not asked to live with no information. <laughs> okay, it tells us the character of God so that we can trust him, um, but almost Every instance in the word of God, we are not told much about the how, we're only told about the who, and then we're asked to follow him. So I want to challenge you guys today. I want you to just think for a minute about the fact that you don't need to understand everything. And let me give you some specifics now. Like, let's bring this mm, street level real life. In coaching sessions, a lot of times, you know, women will have breakthroughs throughout the week and then we'll hop on the call and I'll say, I'll be tempted to say, and why do you think, you know, you reacted differently or felt differently or responded differently? And they search for the words, but I've gotten to the point in coaching where I almost feel like that is stealing some of the value for her and I to try to put into words something that just happened or changed in her. When the reality is, you know, we pray, I pray for my coaching sessions. And so let's say one day you just wake up and you kind of feel, you know, your sense of self-worth increase. Or one day you wake up and you kind of feel this calling on your life to do something. Or one day you wake up and love walks into your life. What if we don't have to know why? What if we dropped the kind of modern, the question of modern psychology? How do you feel about that? Why do you think that is? (laughs) And instead, we just embraced it. You just said, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to do this thing. Okay, God has finally decided to bring love into my life. (laughs) Okay, the sermon or the prayer that somebody prayed for me must have clicked. Holy Spirit just opened my eyes. What if we didn't have to explain why some days were better than other days? Now, there's obviously um, a happy medium here because I love asking why. (laughs) Um, I love asking why. I love learning. I'm a very like cerebral, but also heart driven woman. And I think ultimately what I want to boil this whole topic down to today is go ahead and ask your wise, but then trust the promises of God until he decides to answer your questions. Go ahead and ask your wise, but then trust the promises of God until he decides to answer your question. Because I think, and I'm saying this based on my own life experience, that God asks us to move forward in mystery all the time. But the more that we're faithful in the mystery, the more that we continue to believe him, rely on him, stay faithful to him, over time we do get answers and we do get clarity but even again if we go back to what we see in the word of god and not what we see in modern culture today where we where we get answers with the click of a you know google search people back then waited 10 15 20 years 40 years 100 years the disciples waited what at least 3 years to kind of understand fully what jesus was doing and then three more days to see him raised from the dead like our tolerance <laughs> our tolerance for just living with unanswered questions is minuscule okay we have we get mad after one day one prayer one month one year and you know sitting here on the cusp of of getting married i'm i'm actually really thankful that god asked me to wait 20 years i mean if we start from 18 years old i've waited 20 years to get married married and in those 20 years i've had to trust the character and the promises of god over what i saw over what the world told me even over what i felt was true over and over and over and over and over and over again and sometimes he gave me answers but he always gave me him And so by the grace of God, I can sit here today and I'm not saying that I'm perfect or that my faith is perfect, but by the grace of God at my age today, I can sit here with a ministry, helping women, um, pointing them towards God. and, and, And I pray helping you guys have a faith that is honoring to God, a faith where we do walk a little bit blindly until he decides to give us breakthrough or answers or clarity Okay, but why are we so shocked and why are we so angry and why are we so mad when we're asked to, you know, trust him (laughs) when we're asked to just move forward based on what we do know about the I am, which, by the way, is the most mysterious name ever. Right. Moses says, who are you? And he says, I am. I am who I am. Like, really? You're not going to give us any more than that? (laughs) Um, Psalm 13 is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my own soul and have sorrow in my heart all day? I don't know if this is you. I don't know how long you've been waiting on God Um, trying to find answers within your own soul, feeling sorrow in your heart. You know, for me on and off, it was, it was 20 years. And I have no doubt that even moving forward, there will be trials and struggles of different kinds. Um, it's not like everything's just going to get better and easier on all levels. Now there will still be moments in my life, uh, where this Psalm will be my cry again. Verse three says, consider and answer me. Answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes. Give me, show me answers, is whats is what they're crying out here. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. And then out of nowhere, the psalmist says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart still rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has doubt bountifully with me. Okay, so you have unanswered questions in your life right now, unresolved problems, breakthrough that still has not come. What are we supposed to do? Trust in the steadfast love of God and move forward. Rejoice in the joy of our salvation and move forward. Sing, worship, and move forward. Why? Because if we really pay attention, if we're really... Taking the time to have a grateful heart, we do know that God has doubt, dealt bountifully with us. Okay. Moving forward, I really believe that when we move forward, we are given the gift of um, clarity, at least more clarity eventually. But you know, there's a lot of things, according to 1 Corinthians 13, 12, that we're not even going to know fully or understand until heaven. We're not. We're simply not. You know, the, the fact that you think, or that we think as humans, that we're in control here is, is totally an illusion. Um, it really is. And, you know, if we can begin to let that illusion go... The act of letting that illusion go is really leaning back and trusting that there's a sovereign God who's in control. Okay. Um, there is a heaven waiting for me where all pain and suffering will come to an end and answers will be revealed. There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of reasons that we cling to control. Um, You know, it can be anything from just a distorted image of God, uh, past betrayals, Um, our family of origin could have been very out of control. And so a lot of times when people didn't have a a center of control as a child, when they can kind of grab onto that as an adult, they pretty much refuse to let it go for the rest of their life. Um, we worry that we will fall apart if we let go of control, which by the way, is usually a good thing. We worry that things in our life will fall apart if we let go of control. We're just afraid of the unknown, but hear me and hear me now. There is a day guys that is coming when, and we doubt we all know this on a deep level. <laughs> so if you haven't accepted it yet, then you probably live with a lot of anxiety fighting it, fighting against this truth. But the truth is, um, there's a day that we're going to have to let go of everything. That day is called death. Okay. All health, all relationships, all status, all possessions. And the reality is that as humans, we actually are very, very vulnerable. Okay. Death, they say is like the great equalizer. Um, this is why I think so many people have a fear of death because it's the ultimate like, oh dang, I'm not in control. And I have to let go of everything that I thought I was in control of. So, you know, what's it going to take? I just wonder. I just want to challenge you with this thought of what is it going to take for you? How much peace would it bring to your life if you could get to the point where you said, okay, I'm really not in control here. And I don't even need all the answers to trust that God is in control. I need I need the word of God. I need prayer. I need truth and good you know, fellow believing women around me to point me to the character of this God that I'm trusting. And by the way, the word of God does reveal a lot to us. You know, we're really, we're not asked to blindly trust him. He explains a lot. I think he explains to us in the word of God what our poor human minds can understand. But again, I, I referred to it a little bit earlier, First Corinthians 13, 12, um, when I was... Oh, starting verse 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I set aside childish ways. That's an analogy for the next verse, which is now we see but a dim reflection in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully. What this is saying is here on earth, our understanding is basically that of a child. Okay. <laughs> the the way that we reason is our ability to kind of put the pieces together are that of a child. Um, we have narrow views. We have confused notions about things. This is how limited, and you know, and they can't even help themselves, but this is how limited children are. And yet we're told to have the faith of a child because faith, children ultimately what? they kind of have no choice except to trust the adults and the authority in their life. It frustrates them sometimes, but because they literally like their brain has not developed enough, they have no ability to, they have no wherewithal to out to fully understand the world and life. And so they have to trust the people who are higher, smarter, more developed. The same is true of us. Like the same is true of us as human beings. You can try your whole life to understand things like love, things like how salvation really works. Why does God love me? Why am I worthy? Um, Is everything going to be okay if I fall apart or if something tragic happens in my life? You cannot and will not be able to put all those pieces together You really have no choice except to trust the one who is the authority, who is basically the adult in this situation until we get to heaven when we too will be able to understand it fully. Okay? So how long are you going to resist this reality that you are a child compared to the wisdom and knowledge and holiness, magnitude, perfection of God? You are a child. OK, there there ain't no podcast, no book, no sermon that's going to somehow move your brain from being a seven year old to being a full grown adult that God is ain't going to happen. The The Bible tells us the only moment that's going to happen is when we pass away and we are in heaven and things are revealed to us because our brains and our bodies in the world and all these things will be made perfect then. Something I often hear from women is that they, it almost feels too good to trust the Lord. (laughs) Like, okay, if God is really in control, if he's really good, if Christ was really perfect for me and I get to just embrace that salvation gift, if I'm really worthy because I was made in the image of God, then what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to worry about? (laughs) What do I do with all my mental and emotional energy if I'm not trying to hold everything together? Um, The answer is that you do good works, okay? The answer is that as our inner state becomes more trusting of God and therefore our mind and hearts are freed up, What we're freed up to do is the good works that we have been created to do and to do them from a place not of frantic um, yeah, needing of approval or holding things together, but from a heart of love and joy and peace and overflow. And that shift right there is the shift that is hardest, I think, for a lot of people, men and women, human beings, to make. Because the reality is, guys... Um, it's a lot easier to be a performance based, give me my checklist of things to do so that I can quote unquote, earn God's approval or favor, or to make my appease my kind of religious guilt. Give me the checklist of church and Bible study and act this way, be this way, look this way than it is to do what I'm talking about, which is actually trust him. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's It's easier to be kind of fair a Pharisee in our approach to faith, a works- based person than it is to do what I just described to you, which is let go and trust even when you do not get an explanation and you do not get an answer. And yet this is what God wants from you. He does not want your works. He wants your heart. And he wants you, when he looks at you and he says, follow me, walk in the unknown, walk with me with no explanation. I'm giving you all of me, but I'm not giving you answers. What he wants from you is that you move forward with him. You know, a lot of women tell me like, I just, I love God. I want to please God. I want to make God happy. And they think it's this checklist of serve on this committee. Never say no when people ask for help. Make sure I never lose my cool. And then they feel really guilty when they can't accomplish all those things. That's not what God wants from you. God wants your trust to be placed in him, not answers, not information, not your good works, him. And in this day and age, oftentimes what that means is that we trust what we have heard in the word of God, not what we have seen or felt or experienced in this world around us. Crazy, right? It's absolutely crazy. But I'm here to tell you from my heart to your heart that the more that you trust Him, the more that you embrace the mystery of God being God and you being a human, and that gap in between not scaring you to death. The more God will reveal to you, the more God will be pleased with you and the more peace you'll have in your life.